Welcome to episode 32. This is the second take. It's not episode 29, as I've already been once corrected, of the Once a Dabber podcast, the podcast dedicated to pitching in Northern Premier League side, Natwich Town. I'm Murray Watson, and I'm here to discuss all things Natwich Town, and I'm joined as usual by the Dabbers media team, Jack Beresford and Liam Price. It's been a while. I think March was the last time that we were on, wasn't it, lads? Yeah, very long time. Uh, lot, lot's happened since then. End of one season, start of another. But well, I finally managed to get all together again. Yeah, I have to admit it was completely my fault because I, um, I just one thing and another, I just didn't get myself organised. But we've been planning it and planning it. But we are now back. I will take 100% responsibility. And the one thing we are saying, we are planning. So don't, but don't quote us, quote us on this. We're hoping our new podcast to drop at the end of the first week of every month. So in other words, as soon as the end of August comes, we'll be having a podcast and then we'll look ahead to the games coming up and the games in the past. So we've actually got it in our diaries already, although we were supposed to be starting in um, in July and that sort of fell by the wayside. But we'll hopefully be trying to do that. I will put a disclaimer in, as we always do. These views that you hear on the podcast are those of Jack, myself and Liam and are nothing to do with the club or the paid employees of the club. But it's one of the ones, these are our opinions of it. So, and if anything goes wrong, you blame them, not me. I'm just supposed to <laughs> But we'll just quickly have a, a run through with what we're going to look at this month. We're going to look at the end of last season because it was March through to May that we didn't bother doing anything. We'll look at what's happened pre-season and all the matches. Uh, uh, look at the players that have come in and they've gone out. Looking ahead for teams to watch in the league, and I think we're going to see the same ones that we said last year. Predictions and also looking ahead to the first six games. So that is the plan for this episode. So... Let's just look at the last season as a whole. What did you make of it, Leon? A a bad start and a good finish, I think, is is the, in a very basic terms. Uh, you know, for a long time it was looking it was quite dodgy, wasn't it, with flirting with the relegation zone. Uh, but in the new year, got some new players in to start to turn things around. I think in the end it was one defeat in the last eleven games. Uh, some really great results uh an incredible run of games without conceding i think a, a record that stood for at, at least 50 or 60 years uh, over 500 minutes without conceding a goal in the league uh and yeah in the end it was a solid mid-table finish so that was that was really really promising in the end i think you've heard it smack bang on the head that if somebody had given us with probably about 10 11 games to go that we're going to finish 13 would have snapped their hands off because I personally thought we were on the precipice. I think we were just we were lucky at that point when we we're looking at it that how poor Grantham was, uh, and I think that that probably gave you the bit of the safety net that we that we only had to finish second, third, bottom to do that. So was that similar to your take, Jack? Um, I'd say so. Um, as you say, um, we're probably. 10 or 11 games uh, to go, it didn't look as though we would have any chance of uh, uh, staying up as such, but 
and it certainly benefited us that like uh Witten and Grantham were uh uh were worse and also um when we brought in some of the uh players on loan that uh benefited us and um um I guess at the time we were low on confidence so like to be able to like string a couple of wins uh, together certainly um um helped um help helped us uh build again as such. Yeah, but I have to admit, it was quite quite a shrewd um, move by um, Dave into that market using his um, his contacts, and it actually got a firm a firm basis for the end of the season. And I think when you look at some of the players that he's now brought in, he's going a lot more. He's brought in a sort of a spine of experience into the team. But we will look at that later on. So, what do you think? Just generally, what looking at the end of last season. What did you think the club needed to, to develop to actually um, to kick on this year? What do you think was their weakness? I've got my opinion. I want to see what yours is. I mean, there was a lot of uh, chopping and uh, changing of the team. Um, I think we struggled to get a set goalkeeper in. Um, but we, so once we had Matty Gold, he he. Uh, benefited us as such. Um, I guess you could say that we were hindered by injuries. Um, hopefully, yeah. that isn't the case this season. But just about having that a set team, that set 15, 16 players who can um, sort of rotate between each other and obviously find a system that benefits us. Yeah. What about you? What was your thinking, Liam? Yeah, I think in the it was an inability well to create chances and to take them as well. Uh, there was you know a lot of games where we were losing one nil or two one. Very, it's not like we were being thrashed in in these games. There were a lot of very narrow defeats, and I think that is something that he's definitely done this summer in terms of strengthening the creative uh, aspects of the team in forward positions. I think that's. Uh, that's really something that he had that Dave's identified. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Because when you look at the goal difference, we only scored 46 goals in 44 games, 42 games. Sorry, and I think that was a big thing because I remember a couple of years back we were scoring, we were scoring almost for fun, and but it was five fours and stuff like that, and then started at the defence. I just think that was the key thing, and when you actually look at the pre-season. They actually have been doing quite well because, as you said, it was we were losing the games one nil. Considering how inconsistent we were, I know it sounds a lot, but we were only 19 points off the playoffs. I know people might think, oh, that's still a lot, but when you look at some of the games that we lost that we should have won, or drew games that we should have won. It wasn't. We weren't that far off it, especially because we had quite a a poor stage with it. And I, I think the other thing we've sort of got to try and look at is that we lost nine home games, which is actually quite quite surprising because it was the one thing. It used to be that um, the Weaver or, or the new name of the stadium, which is Swansway. 
stadium. It's one big group stadium. Is it used to be a fortress. We lost more games than we won. And I think if we can get that right, because you can just say four of these games and all of a sudden you're back in the mix. We lost 14, uh, sorry, we lost um, 18 games um, over the course of the, the um, over the course of last uh, season, obviously, nine at home, nine away. So we probably didn't have like a better home or away record, which, as you say, is a bit uh, strange for us because um, we've always been decent at home. Um, but obviously, we struggled last season. I think when you look at it, there was quite a few games. There was a heck of a lot of rain last year, especially in the early stages. And I think that was the one thing that when you've had... Our pitch has normally been one of the best in the league. And the fact is, with it being a bit more boggy, I'm not saying it's that other teams could then play a bit more industrial football, you know what I mean? Which is not not what we look for. And I do think that's probably played against because because the pitch then got churned up, it's never going to recover mid-season. And um, it was, as you say, towards the end of the season, the pitch has got a bit better. And that and that that was a bit of the upturn in the performance. So, yeah. So, anything else to add um, about the about last season? Not really that I can think of. It's it was it what it what it does build is momentum. Uh, uh, you know, momentum's one thing, and you've got to into into the new season. That's what's is maintain the spine of the team that were successful uh, over the course of the season. And hopefully they can kick on with the new additions. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, and since we're actually saying about keeping the spine of the team, I'm just going to change the the playing order a wee bit. We can start just have a little look at the players that have left the club. Uh, over the, but I know um, beforehand we were discussing this, and it, it was last season that um, uh, Tommy left, but... What did you make of his how he performed in general uh, over here in the club? Um, it's it's hard to say. Obviously, at his age, coming over from Argentina to a obviously a more physical league on on in worst conditions, he he, he certainly showed signs of why he's like so highly rated um and everyone like like got behind him everyone loved him he was um when he first arrived he was he was fantastic in that pre season and, and obviously the first couple of games um, i do wonder if the physical side sort of like got the better of him because when he was like coming up against like Big, like six foot, uh, thirty-year-old centre halves who were just trying to uh, kick him. Obviously, it it hinders his style of play. But um, as I say, he he certainly showed signs of of what he has, and um, he's managed to get a a quite um. Uh, quite um, 
impressive uh, move back home to Argentina. Yeah, you echo that, Liam? Yeah, I agree with uh, what Jack said, really. it's uh, he, he, hit the, he burst onto the scene pretty well early on, uh, but as it, the games kept uh, racking on, it maybe did catch up with him a bit. He, he was in the end, he became more of an impact player off the bench, yeah. uh, and he did make an impact in a lot of games, setting up goals. It's just some, it was somewhat different of uh, a defence to think about, so he was a good option in that in that regard. Uh, yeah. He was with off the pitch stuff, so I mean to go to get to Gremio, I get it, I'd be successful at a trial in such a big club in Brazil that won multiple uh, Libertadores titles, started where Ronaldinho started his career. It's a bit of a fairy tale, really, I think. So, good on him. Yeah, and I have to admit, you've got to give him so much credit for coming over here. And I, I, I don't, and it's just one of these ones. He took his chance. I don't, I think he might come back into Europe once he's um, bulked up and all that. And um, at least he's um, been over here and he's tried it. So, fair play to him. Yeah, 100%. All right. Yeah, and then we have lost um, three players. Uh, Joe Malkin, who's gone to Connor Key, is nomads. Uh, Matty Devine, who has gone to Prescott Cable. Sorry, I just couldn't find that yet. And um, mm-hmm. John Langley, who's gone to Warrington Ryland. So we'll be coming across um, Josh, probably second game of the season. Disappointing to lose them because they think the, the way it's done. But as you said, uh, Dave's changing up the squad. Joe Malkin, 27 goals in 98 games. That's not a bad turn, but he'll be missed, won't he? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, particularly in that the COVID season, the first COVID season, he was the top scorer. Uh, mm. I think the season, his first season, he was he won some kind of young player of the season yeah, award. Yes, the league, the league award, that was it. Yeah, so in, in those two seasons, he was really electric and won a lot of games, actually, on his, almost on his own sometimes. Uh, but then uh, it's that thing again, injury at the start of this season, uh, the last season, sorry. Mm. Uh, a bad injury early on. It was out for a long time. Dan Cockerline came in and he struggled to get his place back, really. And it's kind of gone from there. But, you know, he left, he leaves on very good terms, only wishing the best in Wales. Oh, yeah, quite 100%. And then we've got um, Josh Langley, who was last year's Players' Player of the Year, scored one goal against Scarborough, but he's now gone to Warrington Rylands. He's got a good enough reason for going there, but he'll be a loss as well, won't he, uh, Jack? Yeah, he'll he'll be hard to uh, uh, hard to uh, replace. But as you say, it is a, it's, it's a valid reason for him uh, leaving, um, so fair enough. Um, but he'll, as I say, he'll be tough to um, uh, find a rough, uh, rough placement for uh, him and Troy. Last uh, towards the back end of last uh, season were um, fantastic. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he a gets on at Ryland and all. So if he is. Um, replaced uh, by ourselves. Yeah, it's good to say it's always for family issues, isn't it? Because of um, 
Mm. But he's, he's got a young child, so yeah, fully understandable that if he's only five minutes from training there rather than 45 minutes down, it's it makes a big difference. So yeah, it's, um, good luck to him as well, except for on the second week of the season anyway. And the last one that's leaving is um, Matthew Devine that goes to Prescott Cables. Who wants to talk that one? Uh, yeah, I'll have a go. Uh, again, he was one that a couple of years ago was really good to watch. Left back, roving down the wing, joining in attacks, overlapping runs, things like that. Uh, was a real val- valuable contributor, and when we, you know we were fit, we we're in the playoffs when in that season uh, when it was caught first called off. Then you know he was still a regular starter, maybe not quite having the same impact in attacking areas, but was solid enough at the back. And it's just for us, it's just they've gone a separate ways. I don't think there's much more to it than that, really. Uh, what it does mean is that we're really, I would say, out without an out and out left back in the club now. And it's been a bit of an issue in pre season. That is probably the area that needs to be uh, replaced most urgently because there isn't really a, a ready made uh, stand in uh, at the moment. Yeah, because that was the one thing that, um, as I say, when we put it out, Rob Woods actually uh, on Twitter said, he had some concerns over the defence, saying that um, John Moran and Richie Sutton would come in, uh, should strengthen at the back. But Troy and Joel are good defenders, but they're not natural fullbacks. And as you were saying, that losing uh, losing Matty will uh, will affect that. And um, if you're playing four at the back, I think they need a couple of um, fullbacks. And I think it's one of these ones that. They are, they are, they're actually almost a dying breed. You know what I mean? Natural and fullbacks, because you don't see them that often. Because if you think about uh, the the gentleman that we had that went to Stafford Rangers and then went on to Leicester, he, he was a victim of the fact that he was such a utility player. But when he started to play fullback all the time at Stafford Rangers, he got his move. I know he's gone to Walsall now, and I just desperately can't remember his name. Starts with G, G, I think. Uh, Josh Gordon. That's the one. Oh, Jack knew that and he was just waiting, letting me um, sweat the place. <laughs> but yeah, that's the key thing, as you say, that we are a wee bit lacking in that, that sort of area. But we have actually strengthened as well. We've brought in a lot of experience. Richie Sutton at centre-back, he's got lots of National League in the EFL experience, he might be 36, but playing fullback, he, he'll know his way around how to manage the centre forwards. Uh, we've got Jack Sharrett that's coming at attacking, attacking mid. Lewis Gray played at Wrexham Chester. AJ Leach Smith, Crew Alex Altrincham, and Dundee. He scored six goals in the Scottish Premiership, but that doesn't actually mean much. So, uh, <laughs> and but he also here's the thing: he also went on loan to Iceland. So that's a bit of a interesting one. And then we've got Joel Grant. And as you said earlier, Joe Mozali's back. So what have you made of these players just in general, um, without going into any specifics, how they've sort of fitted in then, um, Liam, since they've come? Uh, yeah, I think pretty all pretty good so far. I mean, Richie is, is in as a player coach. That's the first yeah. thing to say. So... I think his contribution off the pitch will be as as important as it will be on it. 
Uh, I don't know how many games he can play, really. I, I, just at the last game at Handley, he went off with what looked like a hamstring injury in the first half an hour. So that's something we'll have to manage him in that respect. But he will be doing his own bit of managing off on the side on the sidelines. Uh, yeah, like I say, like I mentioned earlier, the attacking players have been have been very solid signings. I mean, Lee Asia, Lee Smith, uh, very well known here in uh, in Cheshire for his days at Crew. Same for Joel Grant. You know, I remember watching these players playing for Crew when I was a, a teenager, and uh, now here they are all at Nantwich for Sean Miller as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they've both been in the goals in pre-season. Uh, AJ looks a, he, you know, he's a, he can play wide forward or through the middle. Uh, uh, who else? Jack. Well, Jack's on paper he's an attacking midfielder, but he hasn't. He's been more, I'd say, holding slash. Uh, playmaker than a than an attacking mid where he's played. He's look he's very looks very good on the ball. Uh, silky kind of player links links things up. Louis Grain goal has uh, bit has not from one out the games I've seen I've not seen all the preseason games but he hasn't seemed to have made any any mistakes. He's looked pretty solid. Handling. Uh, time will tell when the. The big Northern Premier League strikers and centre backs around him at a corner or something like that on the first day. That's more really see what it's made of. But he's been yeah. he's been he's been good so far. Yeah. What have your thoughts of them being then, Jack? Yeah, I I second what Liam has said. Obviously, the Joel Grant and AJ have both shown signs of um of of why they've played at such a high level. Um, obviously, Richie as well. Um, he, he's he's obviously a good leader. Um, so when he is at uh, centre half, he can sort of see everything that's in front of him. So he'll certainly be an asset uh, both on and off uh, the pitch. Um, but as you uh, say, there is a um, a lot of experience in. Uh, this team um, so hopefully our younger players will, will benefit from their knowledge um, and, and to be fair I, I think it is a strong uh, squad as it is at the moment obviously it could do with maybe two or three further um, additions but um but yeah, yeah, that's. I think you're right. It's because it's it's all that, but it's it's, all, it's really been um, building it in in the attacking sense because that's another thing that Rob Woods had said that he's very excited about the forward line, saying that Dan Corcoraine, AJ, and Joe are as good a forward line as they will be in the league and will score plenty of goals. And I think that's been been shown in pre-season. And I know we don't look pre-season. You can play well. That's what you're looking at is to get yards into the legs. But until you actually hit a competitive game, you really don't know what you're going to going to be looking at. And he says, and he also said that he thinks Sean Cook seems to have found his mojo again, playing with AJ and Joel. So it could be a a very big season with him and Connor Heath as well. It seems like a new signing. I'd agree. I mean, him and uh, Connor and Dan have, have impressed already this. Uh, 
this pre-season. Both of them have uh, scored some amazing goals. Um, so I guess if both of them can stay fit, um, we should have two exciting players on our hands. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Dave's words on Friday night after the Hanley game, that you said that Connor is going to be a massive player for us this season. So, uh, yeah, I think we can expect to see the best we've seen from him so far, judging off his form in pre-season. The goal against Stoke was incredible. Uh, his impact off the bench against Hanley again was very good. So, let's hope for more of the same. Yeah, that goal against Stoke was very, very good with his um, from the halfway line, or just about. Yeah, I have to admit, I did like um, Dan Cockerline's goal because um, his first touch was just the way that he just brought it down beautifully. Was um, was ideal, and that just sort of look at this brilliant segue into the actual um, pre-season. So let's actually just start looking look at the games. Well, maybe look at the first three. And discuss how they've gone because I know that you haven't all seen you haven't seen them all. But um, if you actually look at the first three games, uh, was Crew with that three 0 loss? Was it Stoke under twenty threes or a Stoke eleven? Uh, Stoke eleven, it was. Yeah, Stoke eleven, where they won four yeah. one, and then it, that was backed up with a a two one loss to Curzon Ashton. So, how did you make the first three ga- of the first three games? Um, obviously, crew is what it is in it. Um, it was the first game uh, for us both um, against obviously a very good um, um, opposition. I don't think that we were that bad at all. I don't really think the score line. Um, uh, um, uh, uh, matches the game as such. I know one of them was a penalty and one of them was their own goal. Um, obviously, it was the first game of uh, pre-season, so it is all about uh, getting minutes in, in legs as such. Um, but, um, obviously, uh, uh, Stoke was another good performance. I think Dan and Connor bagged two each and I think all four were decent goals um, um, so there was obviously positive signs out of that game and then the Curzon game as well that was another good test against higher off position um, and it was another goal from Dan um, I think he controlled it well on edge of the box and just rifled it home. So there's a lot of positives to take out of the first couple of games. Um, but obviously that's uh, what uh, pre-season's all about. Yeah. And then moving on, we then have that the double header in Wales against the Welsh sides. We've got Wrexham, where we lost 5-2. We then played Winsford, which I think we, we feel quite a weakened side because it was more just to give the French players a run out and then a 2-0 win in Carnarvon. So, Liam, since you're now a Twitter famous speaker, talk us through the Wrexham game. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, the football uh, was a, it was a very entertaining game, really, from start to finish. Uh, right at the it was right at the start of the big heat wave, uh, so I got sunburnt in the first half because I couldn't sit in the press box because there was so many people from Wrexham, journalists, radio commentators. Uh, so I was over with the Wrexham fans, who were all very nice, great atmosphere, over a thousand there, brilliant day. The game itself was end to end early on. They took their chances pretty well, uh, you know, pretty, you know, they're a quality team. As Dave said, they should be getting, they should be getting out of the National League this season. Uh, good to see Jake Bickerstaff on in the starting eleven for for Wrexham on that day. Uh, I had convinced a couple of the Wrexham fans that it actually was Jake Bickerstaff because they had a different team sheet that said it was someone else. So, uh, <laughs> I, was pretty, I was pretty sure, I was pretty sure on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, our goals were great. Joel Grant's first goal for the club. It was deflected, but it was still a great strike. And then Dan Cockerline, arguably the best of his many goals in this summer. Oh, uh, right, yeah. And the best goal of the game, better than any that Wrexham scored, for sure. Uh, and then, as the game was going on, I, I wanted all game to make sure to have a little dig at the owners because I like them, <laughs> not because I don't like them. Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds, I like his career, I'm a fan of his work. Uh, and I'm also aware that he he likes to have a joke on himself about film Green Lantern. Uh, but so when it was get the score was sort of racking up, I thought, what can I do? What can I do? Uh, so I thought, what, well, what if there's any of his films that were bad? And then I thought immediately Green Lantern. <laughs> and then I looked, well, what rating has it got? I could, so I went on to IMDb, which is where, you know, it's the place to go for films. And it, it was a five out, or 5.5 out of 10 was the average rating that, that people are giving it. So I thought, well, if it goes to five, I've got myself, I can have a, I can have a little, uh, a little joke there. And then it actually happened. And it was Paul Mullen, who's a great, one of the, probably you know, the best striker in, in non-league, bar none, probably, who makes it five. And then, uh, yeah, I did it. And it, you know, I thought it might get a couple of laughs or so a few likes or something. And then it, you know, I, t- I obviously after the game, I do different bits and to turn my phone off to go and speak to interview Dave. Game, the people uh, had a drink uh, and it's just, he was doing, he was doing okay. He'd got a few likes and some laughs and then I get home and it's starting to do quite well. And then, you know, Jack's keeping on it as well because he wasn't at the game and this, but he's seen it and, uh, messaging me about that and suddenly it's doing really well and it snowballs and snowballs and then the next day it goes even crazier because massive accounts like match of the day uh, uh, lots of other because few others ITV did things about it the Wrexham <laughs> uh, local newspaper did about it uh, the Daily Star the Independent it's just unbelievable it was you know it's just a simple little a little joke and it, it uh, all these, all these retweets. I've also just found a sweet spot of it not being too cruel, being people finding it funny. There's no, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no magic to it. It's just plain luck. <laughs> but I'm, I'm very happy with how it's done. It's good, good uh, bit of PR for the club. That's that's it really. Yeah. You even got um, Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds even um, commented on it, didn't he? Yeah, well, Ryan Reynolds, yes, he liked he liked the tweet, and, uh, so that's a that's a big seal of approval from 
someone of his level of you know comedy and uh so that was that was great and yes he did send it he sent a separate tweet i did a tweet after the game about the attendance and it being a great atmosphere because it was it's that was from the heart and he he said you know thank you that was that was really special so yeah it was a great a great day all around oh it was absolutely brilliant but um, as you say i think we were just discussing that 3.2 million views 37,000 likes 2,600 retweets. Not bad. Yeah, that's that's never going to be beaten, is it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, the best the best part of it was trying to explain it to my parents and what what, what was happening because they don't do Twitter. So yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, it's great, great. Uh, and the, the good thing about it, the game in general, was it was a really good atmosphere, and there was not because I think. The club, I wouldn't say they were a bit concerned, but they were like going all ticket and they didn't want anybody coming up on the day. And I think, I'm not saying they expected any issues, but they thought, oh, hang on, of the games, especially with Wrexham, with that, with now they are a big club. Uh, even, they are in the doldrums, but they are a big club because I used to go and watch Wrexham a lot because my mate was a, was a season ticket holder. And it is a big club. The fact is they came along and you just... As you said, the atmosphere was brilliant. There was no animosity or anything. And I think somebody said it'd be good to do every year. Get get the club some money in the coffers. Yeah, it's got, you know, right. the, there was, it, it started with the the FA Cup game last season when we lent them our ground when they played Marine. And I think, well, Jack will know more about this, but I think there was the thing today about them using our ground for uh, their new reserve team i think that's been announced yeah. today and I, I think that's correct so oh. yeah it's a great a growing friendship between the two clubs so yeah it's great yeah well, that's yeah. good so then after that we then went up to winsford it, i think it was a it, not, when you say a weekend team it was more the squad players that went up there and then we went through to carnarvon and that's my only claim to fame is if I, i've actually played on that pitch in the kevin Ray. North Gwyneth League Cup final. Wow. I know. We got beat. That, one nil. To say. Yeah. that. Yeah. We got beat 1-0. Yes. 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 But if somebody, we actually had a player playing for us. We really had been on the boots of Nottingham Forest. But his name was Neil Armstrong. And the papers kept going. <laughs> whenever he scored, Armstrong over the moon. Got a bit <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, so... As I say, Winsford was a weak inside, so Carnarvon 2-0 away. Good victory, because League of Wales sides aren't that bad, because, um, well, one of the, I think it was at Konarki Nomads beat Kilmarnock last season, but that probably says more about Kilmarnock than <laughs> Konarki Nomads. Yeah, um, uh, me personally, um, I, I didn't really know... Uh, what to expect from uh, Carnarvon, but they obviously were quite a decent side. They were uh, quite quite organised. Um, and to be fair, it, it was two, uh, probably two moments of, of class from Joel Grant and from AJ, um, which won us the game obviously both of them scored um uh, uh from outside the box with with two 
excellent finishes. Um, so it was a good test um, uh, for uh, for both uh, sides, I guess, in in what were difficult uh, conditions. Um, there was a point in the game where I think it was uh, where I think it was raining horizontally, um, but no, it was a it was a good test, um, and obviously. We came out of it on 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 top. Horizontal rain in North Wales. Can't believe that. <laughs> no, yeah, <literally. laughs> yeah, so yeah, so that was a good. I have to admit, if you look at both of um, Joe Grant's goals that he scored, they've been very very similar from the edge to the area. One touch takes it inside the man, and the, and he and he found the corner with both of them. So it was really really um, a couple a really really good goal there. So, and then moving on to the last two, and then we've still got the game on Saturday away at League Town. We have um, Conarchy Nomads, where we drew 3-3, and then Hanley Town on Friday night, they won 3-1. What, what was your take on that then? I mean, I, I, I was at Connor's key uh, by myself. Um, thanks. Um so it was a good game, um, obviously. Um, I don't think that we were brilliant by any stretch. Um, the goals that we conceded weren't great, to be fair. Um, but obviously, it, um, and that's where um, a lot of people have said that we look a bit uh, fragile at the back, um, which I guess is true um, and off the back of this game but obviously we were 3-1 down at one uh, stage so we showed good character to come back um, and and again it was a another positive test against a good side. Yeah that's good and then Hanley Town Liam how, how did that pan out because Hanley Town no longer with Ricardo Fuller no, but they've got a lot of they have got a lot of uh experienced players that have played at a high level. Uh uh not just at Stoke, but you know, plenty of they have some I think of a couple of Vale players as well that uh ex Vale players. He's at a higher level. Uh <laughs> whoa, uh, whoa steady. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we were we were again, we went behind in this one early on. Uh maybe that was a little bit of a, a bad moment for Louis Louis Gray thinking about it. He was off his line a little yeah. bit, and it was a lob. Uh, it was he, he's obviously took inspiration from uh, from Ella Toon there, I think, possibly. Uh, but yeah, no, again, it was good, it was good character to come back. And I was actually very, I was very impressed with the quality of the, of the goals, the, the moves that were leading up to them, the, the first and the second goal, uh, you know, one, two touch stuff. Uh, now a lot of players involved, long passing moves resulting in, in nice finishes from. AJ and then Dan with a header that uh, we parodied as in being Superman soaring off the, off the ground because that's sort of generally what it was like. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then Connor straight off the bench uh, hit the hit the cross a minute after he came on, then forced on goal second after he came on. That's what that's what he can do if he's if he gets if he gets the opportunity. Uh, so yeah. Promising. There's, there's a bit. There's an understanding you can see that's developing in the front in the front players, especially 
Joel Grant, AJ and Dan, I think there's definitely there's something there. Yeah. So in general, I know um, we always say it's performances more than results. Don't get excited with wins. Don't get despondent with defeats. It's getting um, yards in the legs. But on the whole, showing promise, especially going forward for the new season. Yeah, I mean, as you say, um, we've scored, what, 15 or so goals in, in in eight games, which is a decent average because obviously we've played a couple of uh, um, um, higher level sides. Um, hopefully, we'll have one or two new faces in by... Um, our game against a uh, 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 couple of new faces in before our game against Lancaster. Yeah. Um, but uh, there, there's a lot of positives to take. Obviously, there has been four or five, uh, 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 sorry, six new faces who have come in and I'd, I'd say all of them have made a positive impact on us so far so um, fingers crossed we can take in our uh, goal scoring form into the new season Yeah I think so as well because you see it's um, it's just carrying it on and that's amazing and I think as you hit on the head when you said that the development of an understanding between the front three because once that clicks, that's where it comes in. They'll know where to put the ball. And it. And I think that's a really, really promising uh, thing to go forward. And we've got the last um, pre-season game on Saturday the 6th of August. This Saturday, it's a three o'clock kickoff. It's not that far away from that. It's away at Leek. And the tickets are available on their website. Uh, it's five pound for adults, three pound for concessions, and one pound for under eighteen. So if you get a chance, go along and have a look because we've then got another away game against Lancaster to open this season. And just on that point, before we all go talk about this, it brilliantly Cheshire Money Group have kindly put on a sixteen-seater supporters bus. They will be able to take fans to the game at Lancaster because of scheduled train strikes so they want people to do it so the people from Andrew and Sam at Cheshire Money have put it on it's a cost of £20 and they're very limited is there still seats available boys because it's the press officer that they're getting told to contact as far as I'm aware there's eight seats left eight seats left so when this comes out, I'm going to press that. Yeah, yeah. press officer <laughs> at natwitchtownfc.com. Okay, so um, hopefully it'll still be available. If not, the abuse can be sent to Jack. And yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, that, sorry. There's four seats left. Now. Four seats left. Oh, so if I find... <laughs> This finishes, it might end up with those. Probably, yeah. That's good. It's, only, it's only just become, um, you've only just mentioned it, haven't you? It's only come out today, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's, it was put on the fanned Facebook 
group um because like a lot of people were asking for it and then obviously they've sold out well near enough sold out in in uh about five hours so yeah sorry i'm just watching the um uh Champions League qualifier, that's why I went a bit silent there. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Union San Carlai have just scored against Rangers. Yeah. So, Never heard of them. Yeah, yeah I think they're the Belgian champions. All right. Fair yeah. I still haven't heard of them. It's about Rangers, actually. Yeah. Oh, you meant Rangers? Yeah, I've never heard of them either. <laughs> some, some Mickey Mouse team that, yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> no, so, yeah. So, that's the pre-season all done. So, just, we'll, we'll quickly go through predictions in a minute, but is there any other teams that if you look at it and go, well, actually, they may look quite good. Because when you look at it, uh, I don't think we, we thought Buxton would do well last season, but I didn't see them as champions. I thought South Shields would do it. And then South Shields lost out in the actual playoffs with, with Scarborough going up and um, Warrington missing out again. So it's a, bit, it's a bit interesting, especially with the manager leaving Warrington to go to Telford and we thought they were going to swap places. Remember that? Yeah. But it, it happened like that. So um, so who would you say, and I think I know what you're going to, one of them you're going to say, because <laughs> last season they spent a lot of money and they actually didn't even threaten. So, what's no. your um, looking ahead? What do you think? Yeah, so I'm going to go for the same team as I did last season. I'm, I'm keeping faith in them. Um, so, I'm going to go with Radcliffe. Again, they've spent a lot of money again, I guess. Um, but in a lot of football league players who have who have got obviously bags of experience which just adds to the uh place that they've bought in last season um hopefully they don't uh let me down again but uh no um nicky adam judah bought in is is very good he's he's ripped apart Vale a lot of times which obviously isn't hard but <laughs> luke joyce as well it was all so available, so he must be good. Um, but they're a dark horse to look out for. And I also think both of the Warrington teams are ones to keep an eye out for as well. Oh, so even Rylands, they've just been promoted, but you think they're going to have a good, good season then? I do. They've, they're another team who have apparently uh, spent a lot of money so and they've already got a decent uh, side as well obviously they've added uh, Josh Langley to the team so um, they're another team to keep an eye out for yeah what about you Liam <laughs> well Rylands were going to be mine uh, no, but that's sorry. I know it's all right. Uh, it's incredible some of the players have been able to to get in. Someone like a Jack McCourt, who was a, mm. a part of a squad in Chesterfield that nearly got in back into the football league last season. 
Uh, they managed to get him. Uh, they managed to get players in from Tranmere and, you know, football, football league players. So it's, it's, they've obviously got some serious resources behind them. They're trying to go back to back. It's That's probably a bit of a stretch, but they are going to be. You will probably see in the second game that kind of, when we play them, we'll have to be ready because they're, they uh, they will be they will be one to watch. Uh, it's a another a bit of a stretch maybe, but at, looking at the players they brought in, Staley Bridge potentially could be in for something uh, good. They finished on the same exactly the same points as, as us last season, but in uh, some experienced players. I mean, I'm just looking here. Louis Danko from Macclesfield is a, is a good player. Tom Miller's been around for ever, forever. Uh, that that could be they could be ones to watch. I mean, I suppose a, sh- a shout out to Gainsborough Trinity as well because they signed one of my heroes from uh, my days watching crew in Clayton Donaldson. He's a ve- another very experienced player, great football league striker for a number of years. I think he could do some serious damage to defences uh, if he's given the chances this season. Yeah. All right. So now. We're going to look at predictions, and I've actually got my book ready now to actually take a note of them so that we can look back on them. So, I did, um, you'll have seen the tweet. Uh, the only person that's actually got back to me was um, Adam Wilkie, who says, simple one word, promotion. <laughs> for, who, for who? For who? For us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just say what what they expect is going to happen to Nantwich. It's a Nantwich Town podcast, Liam. <laughs> so let's just um, I will go through the questions, and then I think I shall go. Who wants to go first? Uh, I don't mind. I'm happy. Liam, I'm happy. Okay. okay. So where are we going to finish in the end? Northern Premier League? Uh, ninth. Ninth. OK. Watch. The thing is, the next two are... Uh, it depends on the draw, of course. Yeah. Uh, FA Cup. Where are we going to get to? Uh, third round qualifying. I was going to say third round then. Yeah, I was about to say. FA Trophy. FA Trophy, I've got, I had the second round proper. I think I have a decent run there. Who's going to be the player of the year? Dan Cockerline. Top goal scorer, and how many goals are they going to (laughs) score? Also, Dan Cockerline. Uh, I'm going to say, if he stays fit, 18. 18. Really? Okay. Best signing? Best signing will be AJ Leach-Smith. Okay. Who's going who's gonna to be the surprise player? The one that's going to make the big... Uh, it's going to surprise you, just make a big step up, or go oh, yes. It could be a player, a new player, or it could be one that's. Well, I've been championing him for a while, uh, so I'll say Jacob Edwards. I think he could break through. 
be okay. first team regular. Jacob Edwards. Yeah. And then any other business? What's something that's going to happen that you can stick uh, with? It doesn't have to be an which can be about anything. I think South Shields will bottle it again. That's what I was going to say. I don't think they'll be automatically promoted. I don't, it, this is controversial to say, but no, I don't no. rate Kevin Phillips as a manager. I just don't think he's got, got it in him. I, I, I think he was lucky to keep his job over the summer. To, to lose to Warrington Town on penalties in the semi-final, not even the final, that yeah. squad is, is not acceptable for, the, for the, the resources they have. Yeah, and something that's yeah. non-natural related. And something that's done, Andrew. Uh, Porterville's supposed to be back down. Uh, <laughs> Let's be. I, no, I, I've said that I think <laughs> in the 23-24 season, Crew and Port Vale will be in the same league. I just don't know which one. League 10, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that famous um, quote by Tommy Doherty when he took over Man United. He turned on, uh, he says... Oh, that might not have been Man United, but he, he, he got asked, he says, I'm going to get us out of this league. He did. He got <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's for crew, Alex. Right now, Liam, not Liam, Jack, because um, he's been taking notes. He's been going along. I have been taking notes. Right. What position are they going to finish? Fifth in the league. Okay. Are they going to get promoted? No. Are they going to get to the final of the playoffs? No. Right, so they're going to lose in the first end of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I just thought if you're going to say fifth, you're going to get FA Cup. Um, we're going to get to the fourth qualifying round. Right. FA Trophy. Uh, second round proper. Player of the year. I'll be Dan Cockerline. Yeah, goal scorers. Also Dan, and he'll score twenty-two goals. Okay. Best signing. Best signing will be Joel Grant. And who's going to be the not necessarily breakthrough player, but um. The player that will be the surprise, the one like um, Liam was saying about Jacob Edwards. Yeah, this is a difficult one. I think it'll be John Moran. John Moran. Oh, coming back from... Yes. Yes, Stafford. We are going to get him on the podcast because uh, when he signed, because he's he wanted to set up a, uh, his own podcast, so he, he, he touched touched on to me last season and he's when he came back he said we'll do that so we'll definitely get that sorted and we can have a question because I think sometimes it's brilliant having um, guests on but I know John wants to just to come on and talk about it's a, it's he wants to look at mental health and about when players get released uh, from yeah. academies and to cope with it and it's going to be really really good so any other business one man oh, uh, one Northern Premier League and one None. My Northern Premier League one is that Neil Reynolds will be sacked as FC United manager before Christmas. 
Ooh. That's what we like. And the <laughs> non. And my. Um, it'll also be a manager to be sacked before Christmas. It'll be Michael Owen. Ah, right, yeah. <laughs> well, Michael Owen, or do you mean Michael O'Neill? Michael Owen. Neil. Stoke will be going down this season. Well, I know I I edited I was I've edited a bit earlier, but I was actually very very disappointed with them because uh, they played the last game they played was up at Tynecastle, and Hearts Hearts won two one, but they we dominated it for um, probably about eighty minutes. We just could, we didn't we weren't clinical enough, but they they looked very very poor. They only seemed to play diagonal balls a lot, and. And that might be what you play in the championship, but um, I don't think they weren't very good at it because we've, <laughs> we've not got the tallest um, fullbacks and we were still mopping it up. Okay, so all right, Michael Hill started by Christmas, replaced by Pulis, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we're going a bit off topic here about um, it's an Antics Town one, but if you look at Stoke's downturn, it was. From when they got rid of Tony Pulis. Yeah. It, it, was. I mean, it was. But but then again though, Mark Hughes kept him in the Prem for like three or four seasons. So. Three uh, three ninths in a row, wasn't it? I think. Since I'm so disappointed in both of you, uh, going for fifth and ninth respectively, who's going to be promoted and who's going to be relegated? And I do realise there's been a reshuffling of the leagues. So therefore, there's about four or five teams like Livers Edge, Maersk, that we probably know nothing about. But I'll start with Liam for the promoted teams. Which ones are you going to go for, Liam? Which two teams will get promoted and which one's automatic? I think that guys will go straight back up because I like I like the makeup of their squad. I don't think they were that bad last season from what I can remember. And... Uh, it was uh, Matlock were good last season and they've recruited up front and goals were their big problem. So I think they might do it through the playoffs. Okay, so Geisley and Matlock, Liam, not Liam, Jack. I think South Shields will go straight up and Warrington Town will also go up. Okay. And which four teams will be relegated? Yeah, uh, back to me. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I was being awkward. That was actually for um, Jack. Oh, so the four teams to go down in no order, particularly. I've got uh, Stafford, Livers Edge, Marine, and uh, Staley Bridge. Okay, and. Liam? Uh, Atherton. Uh, then I have uh, Livers Edge, uh, Marine, and uh, I was debating on the other one. Uh, Belper. Belper. All right. Cool. So we've got all these sorted. Now, just 
before we get we head back, head home, and remember you can let us know and give us all your thoughts at any point that you like at a, on Twitter at NTFC Podcast. DM me, I think they're open, or tweet if you want anything that you want us to cover for Jack and myself and Liam to go on to. So six matches. How many points? We've got Lancaster away, Warrington Rylands at home, Geisley at home, FC United away. Gabriel, uh, Rob will be looking forward to that one. South Shields at home and Warrington away. Three home, three away. There are games in August with Warrington being on the bank holiday Monday. So let's see. I'm looking for hands up to see who is going to be willing to get the points. Jack, um, I'm going to change it this time. You're going to tell me how many points you're going to take from each game. So I think we'll beat Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, draw against Warrington and guys. Yeah. We'll beat FC United. We'll maybe draw to South Shields. Yeah. And we'll get a point at Warrington Town. So 10 points out of 18 then. Cool. Solid start. Yeah, solid start. And Liam. Uh, Okay. Draw Lancaster. Yeah. Uh, Draw Rylands. Yeah. Uh, lose to Geisley. Uh, otherwise, I'm going against my own. Uh, <laughs> uh, beat FC United because we always win there. Uh, beat South Shields because the Butlers. <laughs> and uh, I think lose to Warrington Town because they could, they have a habit of making those games very nasty. And uh, I think I think they'll probably win that. Yeah. Eight out of eighteen. But when you actually look at it, it's not the easiest of starts. We've got it's a horrible favourites home and away. And I think if we could get um, the ten out of eighteen that you're suggesting, Jack, I think we'll be very I think David Dave and the team would be quite happy with that. Unbeaten as well. Yeah, I agree, but I know it looks hard, but like we always get something at FC United, we probably won't this time now no, I've said that. Uh, South Shields at home is 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 traditionally a very good game. Um, so is the uh, Warrington Town as well. Um, um, I just feel as though we'll get off to a positive uh, uh, start and then obviously then hope build off off the back of that but maybe that's just me being optimistic but um but that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Uh, I think so- was it last that sorry. Yeah I think last season we won the first two didn't we and then didn't and then we didn't do back to back wins for many months after that. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if we can have a bit more consistency early on. I think that was where it, it sort of all went a bit, bit 
Yes, agree with that. Pear shaped. I think is the word you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, any other business lads? No. No. Not for me. Right. So, well done. Oh, well done. I don't know what I mean by I said that, but <laughs> I've got your, I've got your, your predictions. So we will be back in the first week in September after Liam and Jack have been on their jolly days. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, contact us at, on Twitter at NTFC Podcast. And then we will be trying to get them in the first week of every month and we'll see. Actually, it'll be a little competition throughout the, yeah. throughout the season to see who gets the most points between Jack and Liam. So, listen to us. You can listen to this one on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all reputable podcast providers, and also on my website at www.mdwatsonsport.com, where you can actually get all the back copies once I find out which ones I've missed out, because um, that coming back to that mistake I made at the start. But yes, really looking forward to one more Saturday game away at Leek, get yourself along there and then we start away at Lancaster on the 13th. So, as we always say, lads, up the dabbers! Up the dabbers!